the 10th of September, 2009, episode 117. So for those of you who enjoy the intro music, um, you can imagine that it's happening right now. For those of you who it annoys, then you can enjoy the silence. That's right, we are not going to have any of the background music or noises or sound effects or any of that stuff on this episode, and I'll let you know in just a minute why that is. But today we're going to be talking about, uh, I got an email from one of the listeners who wanted to hear about a specific topic, and they want to know, actually let me just go ahead and read the question. Um, It says, do you have to own or run a business to freelance? Uh, What if you just do a few projects every now and then as a side thing apart from your full-time job? Um, And he goes on with a couple more questions, but we're going to be talking about that, like freelancing without having an actual, you know, established business that you pay, you know, you paid for the name or whatever it might be. Um, Can you do that? Uh, The short answer is, of course, yes. And we're going to talk about some of the things that go into that today. Some of the things you do have to keep in mind, because even though you are still running, you know, just kind of a side job business, it is still a business and there are things that you have to deal with. So we'll talk about some of those topics today. Uh, But great question sent in. And uh, I guess we'll just run right into the news here since we don't have uh, any music or anything in the background. So big piece of news here, and the reason why we don't have any of the usual sound effects or music or anything like that in the podcast is um, my hard drive enclosure crapped out on me. So uh, I'm in the process of getting some money together to get a new one so that I can actually access the files. So I, here's a classic, classic example of you need to back up your stuff in more than one place, which I have failed to do. Um, I do have, you know, some things backed up in more than one place, but one thing I did not was kind of the boilerplate of, um, you know, the, the file that I drop my new podcast into that has, you know, all the different segments, the segues, the background music and all that stuff. So kind of screwed at this point. Um, but I have to come up with the about $100 to get that thing done. So I, I always hate to do this and I, I, I still kind of went back and forth as to whether I should even bring it up. But um, if you do have a couple of dollars laying around and you would like to uh, donate it to the podcast to help me get this new enclosure and uh, get everything back up and running the way it should be, then I definitely, definitely would appreciate it. If you don't have the money to do it, absolutely do not. Or if you just don't think that you should, you know, have to give any money to me, you don't have to. So definitely don't feel obligated. But if you would like to do that, um, the PayPal email address is the same as the email address for this show, which is rdpodcast at gmail.com. That's rd as in Ricky Designer, rdpodcast at gmail.com. So again, uh, if you if you feel if you feel like you want to give some money and help me out, help me get this enclosure, then that would be awesome. If not, then don't worry about it. I will come up with the money one way or another. But until then, we will have uh, very silent sounding podcasts. And um, other than that, a couple other things going on. What else did I have? Um, I have now officially shut down the MySpace of Ricky Designer. So all of you who still use MySpace, I apologize. But really, I only went to that page probably once every month, if even that much. So what I've done, I have actually migrated over to Facebook. There is a Facebook page for Ricky Designer Podcast now. Um, I would encourage you guys to become a fan of it. 
and, you know, share it that way. And also, you know, right on the wall, if you have topics, this might be a great place for you to put up a topic that you want to hear on the show. Um, just write it up on the wall and I'll be able to see it there. Now, a couple things about this. This is the first time I've ever made a quote unquote page for for uh, Facebook. So it's a page that's attached to my personal Facebook account. And one thing that I noticed is the um, the URL for it is facebook.com slash pages slash rookie designer podcast slash this really long number. Now, I don't know, and I've been looking all over trying to figure out if I can change that URL to something that's more friendly. So if anybody knows anything about that and can tell me how to change it so that it's just, you know, facebook.com slash rookie designer or slash pages slash rookie designer or something like that, that would be awesome if somebody knows the answer to that one. Um, otherwise, what I would tell you to do is just go to Facebook and search and search for Ricky Designer Podcast, and it should come right up in your search um, because it's kind of a wacky. You know what? I'll put the I'll put the link up in the show notes for this show as well, so that you can get to it that way. But the the URL is kind of long, and uh, not something that I just want to read out because it's got like twelve or fifteen numbers on the end of it, which is kind of annoying. But anyways, we got a page up there on Facebook, so uh, become a fan, uh, tell your friends about it you know, all the usual stuff. And then again, you can use the wall to po post any comments basically, but if you wanted to maybe make a comment about, you know, what you'd like to hear on the show, that, that would be a, a great place to do it. So rookie designer on Facebook, there you go. And uh, again, I apologize to those of you who still use MySpace, but it's just not something that I use anymore personally. So I got rid of my personal ones as well. Uh, I pretty much use Facebook all the time. So, um, Hopefully I'll be a little bit better at responding to messages on there and things of that nature. Other than that, let's see. I think everything else is, is going as planned. Uh, for those of you who uh, view App Clinic or, or watch App Clinic, that just went up today as well. Um, similar problem there, but a little less problem because I don't really have an intro or anything on App Clinic anymore, so I just had to come up with the uh, the you know, make a new, make a new, uh, boilerplate, I guess you would say for Final Cut Pro that had all the right settings in it, but that's up today. Uh, I know that one's been getting out a day late pretty much every week, but, um, we're trying to keep that going on time and, and whatnot. And again, uh, if you are on Twitter, you can follow me my, my, uh, I guess my name or whatever is at Ricky designer. I, I never know what to call that thing. But uh, you can follow me, and I'll give you updates about the podcast, when they come out. If they're going to be late, I'll usually throw something up there that says, hey, it's going to be late. It's going to come out on this day instead or something like that. And also, every once in a while, when I find some interesting design things, uh, websites, things of that nature, I'll put them up there as well. So maybe some good uh, information there that you can check out. Again, it's at Rookie Designer. And uh, also, I've been asking people you know, to tell their friends about this podcast. So... Um, that's a great way to do it if you're on Twitter. Uh, and I want to thank some of the people out there I've noticed already have been like either retweeting some of the ones that I put out saying that there's new podcasts out or just uh, posting their own Twitter messages talking about the talking about the uh, podcast and, you know, if they like it or not, whatever. So if you want to do that, that would be a great help. And it's a great way to be able to just, uh, you know, spend about you know, maybe 10, 15 seconds posting something. And now you've already just told like hundreds of people because you got that many people following you. So great stuff. Thank you for those who have been doing that. And, uh, you know, if you want to go ahead and start doing that, that would be a great help as well. 
Other than that, uh, this podcast is being brought to you by GoToMeeting. With GoToMeeting, you can do more and travel less, and you do this by hosting meetings online. So you start a meeting with a click of a button. Others can join uh, through their web browser, and you also talk to them over the phone or over voice over IP at the same time. And that way you can have a conversation like they're just in the room with you. You can actually share your desktop and they're seeing what you're doing and you're explaining at the same time. You can't go wrong that way. It's a great way to be able to collaborate with other people and have them understand what's going on. Also includes other features like passing the keyboard controls so they can control your computer and show you something if that's uh, something that comes up in the meeting. You also pay one flat rate and you meet as many times as you need to. So it's a great time saver and a great money saver at the same time. So if you want to try this for free, just go to gotomeeting.com slash tech podcasts. That's gotomeeting.com slash tech podcasts. Uh, you'll be able to download and try the software for free for 30 days. And uh, it's a great piece of software. So I recommend that you go ahead and do that. All right. So again, our topic today was sent in by one of our listeners whose name is Stanley. So thank you, Stanley, for sending that in. I think it's a great topic to top, talk about. Um, He's kind of a newbie here, so um, some of you, this this information that we talk about might be just kind of rehashing stuff we've already talked about or things that you might already know, but I think it's great information for someone starting out because there's no reason really why someone who is even still in school can't start freelancing. Um, we talked about a couple different things, and I think one of them is when are you actually defined as a professional? Well, when you start doing freelance jobs, I think you actually are defined as a professional. I think I actually mentioned that before, but I think that's an important thing to keep in mind because you know you might just be in school or have another job and doing something on the side and not really think of it as a, a business per se, but it is a business, and you are a professional designer when you start doing that. When you start accepting money, or accepting trade or whatever it is that you're getting for the design jobs, when you start doing that, then you are defined as a professional in a business. So you need to conduct yourself in certain ways, and I think that's really what I wanted to talk about today. Um, as for the the first question that he had, which is, do you have to run? Do you have to own or run a business to freelance? The answer is kind of no and kind of yes. I mean, when you freelance, like I just said, you are running a business in essence. Now, do you have to have a professional name that's registered with the, the county or whatever? No, you don't have to do that. Um, but there are you know specific things that you do need to do. And because of these things that you're doing, you you're basically are a business. And if you're the only one doing it and it's under your name, then essentially you do own that business as well. So you really are an owner of a business, even though per se, you know, you might not go through all the technical steps that a business would have to go through. Um, to continue on with that, uh, he says, I think I read that. What if you do just a few projects every now and then as a side thing apart from your full-time job? Of course, that's okay. Uh, would you handle payments just as if you were running a freelance business? Uh, so that's one of the things we're going to touch on. Would there be any complications or issues if you freelance without running under a business name? And we'll talk about that. Actually, that's the first thing I want to talk about. So the business name. I talked about this before when uh, I, I talked about making my own business name. I actually made a fictitious business name, which means that it wasn't under my given name. Uh, if I was, if I just designed under the name Adam J. Hay or Adam Hay, even if it was Adam Hay Designs, if my given name is in there, I don't have to register that with the with the county. I think it was the county that I registered it with. 
but because I wanted to make my name something else, I made it Titan Strides Creative. Actually, I had to go to the county office, the was it the county court courthouse or something like that, um, and I actually registered my name, which costs all of like $14 for five years or something like that. So it's not a whole lot. And what it does, it gets you in some of the, um, in on some of the lists, you know, as being listed as a business and it, it can give you opportunities to advertise and things of that nature, um, which can be beneficial, but might not always be what you need. So definitely the answer to that is no, you don't have to use a fictitious business name. And if you're using your own name, you don't have to register it anywhere. So um, really, technically, you don't have to get a quote unquote business name. You can work under your own name and then you don't have to pay for anything. You don't have to fill out any paperwork to say that you're doing that. And uh, it can save you a lot of headaches because one of the things I noticed, it's probably not the same in every county, but it, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens in a lot. Um, it, and now I can't remember if it was the county or the city of San Diego. It might've been, might've been the city. Uh, I actually had to pay tax to the city for running a business in in the city of San Diego. And they only knew that I was running a business in the city of San Diego because I registered my name. So that might be a nice loophole to get out of paying taxes like that if if the, the city or county has t a tax like that that says if you run a business within you know our our district then you have to pay us taxes on part of what you what not I don't think it was really on what I made it was just a flat tax that I paid every year so again might be a, a good way to evade that um so basically, it's legal to do business under your own name. And uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The only thing that we've talked about in the past that, that might sway you in the other direction is sometimes bigger companies, if you want to freelance for a bigger company, they don't like to see a single person's name on there because it makes you seem small. And you are small. You're just one person doing business. Now, if this isn't something that you're worrying about, then it's really not going to concern you at all. But uh, other things we talked about, you know, if something reflects badly on your business, that's your name. So that's pretty much dragging your name through the dirt. So you got to make sure that you don't, um, you know, piss anybody off to the point that they're going to say, hey, this business is bad. And when they say this business, they're going to be saying your name and that's going to be bad for you. So just keep in mind that your name is atta now attached to the business if that's what you're going to use. So if you do anything wrong, it could affect your name in a negative way. Um, the next thing I want to touch on was how you get paid. And I'm just going back to read this other question. Uh, yeah, one of his questions was, would you handle payments just as if you were running a freelance business? So absolutely. Uh, and we just talked about this in a, a couple of podcasts ago. Um, and that is, make sure that you get paid in the right way. And, th and by that, I mean, make sure you get a check. Uh, most businesses that you do work for should have the ability to issue, a, issue you a check. And that is basically a receipt that you got paid for the work that you did. You don't want people paying you in cash because, you know, if that happens, you've started accepting cash. They could be like, oh, I'll give you half now and half later, and then claim that they gave you the whole thing. And you have no way of proving that they didn't give you all of it because you're paying in cash. Unless, of course, you write up a receipt when you do that. 
and have both people sign it. Um, but that's just complicating the issue. Just get a check from them. It's a lot easier. So yeah, I would, I would accept it the same way. You can put it in your own account. You don't have to have a business account. Uh, once again, I did have a business account at one point that had my business name on it. And that way they could make the check out to me or my business name. Uh, a lot easier just to keep it in your own bank account. And uh, maybe if your bank allows it, you can start a new like separate account off of your account. And that way you can keep you know, the business check separate if you want to do that, but they're still just making the check out to you. It uh, makes it a lot less complicated. Uh, I actually closed my bank account that I had for my business. And I, every once in a while, I still have somebody sending me a check that says Titan, Star Titan Strides Creative. And because that business name isn't on my account, I can't actually use that check. I have to send it back to them and say, hey, you need to put my name on here. So just avoid that whole confusion in the, in the first place, maybe. And if you're going to be working under your own name, just use your own bank account. Uh, somewhat related to that is taxes. Um, businesses can get business tax IDs, which is basically like a social security number for your business. You don't have to do this, especially if you're just a business of one person. If you're just doing stuff on the side, again, you can use your own social security number and just bring all that stuff into the taxes when you do them, uh, just into your own taxes. And I'll talk a little bit about that later on though. Uh, the next thing I want to touch on when we're talking about uh, receipts and uh, making sure that everybody knows what's going on, everybody uh, understands the agreements, and that is contracts. Even if you're just doing some side jobs on, you know, on the side of your regular job, even if it's for people you know or relatives or whatever the case, make sure you do a contract. And I, I've said this many times before, and I'll continue to say it because it's very, very important. You need to have everything that's going to go on with that project outlined in a, some kind of a document that everybody signs that's going to be, you know, a stakeholder in this. So obviously you as a designer and whoever is going to be paying you, they need to sign that thing so that you can all agree that, you know, we're doing this amount of work. It's going to take this amount of time and this is the amount of money or trade or whatever it is that you're going to give me at the end. Um, it's imperative that you do this. And I say, it does sound weird, you know, if you're going to do work for a relative, that sounds weird to say, hey, let's draw up a contract because you're related to this person or you know them well or you trust them or whatever it might be. It's still just a good idea to do it because things can go awry and, uh, you know, working with friends and relatives isn't always the best situation. So uh, make sure you do that contract. And again, it doesn't have to be super legalized. You don't have to have a lawyer look at it. You just need to write up basically what you want to happen, what you expect to happen, what you expect to give them, what they expect to be receiving at the end, and how much you expect to be paid for it, things of that nature, and uh, get everybody to sign it. And then you shouldn't have too many problems after that. Um, going right along with that is invoicing. So you, you want to have some sort of document drawn up for invoices as well. I mean, you don't want to just, you don't want to, especially if you have this nice contract that tells them, you know, this is how much you're going to pay me at the end. You don't want to just send them an email at the end saying, hey, you owe me this much money. So you should make some sort of document that has your business name, whether it be fictitious or whether it be your name, um, kind of outline maybe at a high level the work that was done and how much it costs. And then basically... That's, that's invoicing, you know, that's, that's something you would send to them. And I actually have stipulations in my contract that say, if you don't pay within 30 days, then you're going to start getting charged uh, financing or not financing, uh, an interest fee, excuse me. Um, 
So it'll be a certain percentage of what they owe me on top of that for every you know week that goes by that they don't pay after a month or something like that. So that might be something you put on the invoice as well. But basically just, hey, here's what I did and here's what you owe me. Please pay it now. Again, these are, these are kind of no-brainer things, but I think when you're asking if doing a couple of jobs on the side is actually a business, this is my answer to you that, yes, it is a business. There are certain things that you still need to do, um, like invoicing, you know, like a contract. You need to use a contract. You need to invoice. You need to get paid in the correct ways. And these are just things that you do. And I think that the point we need to drive home here is even if you're just doing some freelancing on the side, it is still a business. You still have to worry about business things. You can't just say, Hey, I'm going to do some design on the side and think that you're only going to be doing design. You still have to do, you still have to take care of these other issues. You still have to work with other people, which is the main issue. I mean, the customer service is probably one of the worst parts of it because as a designer in a larger company, you don't have to deal with this stuff. Somebody gives you a project to work on. All the details are already outlined for you. Uh, you just go to work and you design. And then when you're done, you hand it off to someone else and they go take it to the client and uh, you don't have to deal with that. Well, when you do freelance projects, even on the side, you have to deal directly with the people who are asking for the project. So there's a lot more that goes into it there. Uh, the next thing I would talk about is tools. And this is a pretty big one, obviously. Uh, you need certain tools. So do you have a computer of your own? And do you have software of your own? Um, the software, you need to make sure it's paid for, even if you're doing work just on the side. Uh, you need to make sure that you have legit software that you paid for, that's registered, that's not downloaded from uh, whatever site um, for free. You should make sure that it's not educational, although I think uh, some companies might really not care too much about that. It's still, you should, you should have the full version instead of the educational version if you're going to be making money using the software. That goes for fonts too. If you're going to use fonts, you should have purchased them. Uh, if you have purchased, you know, Photoshop, Illustrator, those kind of things, they will come with a bunch of fonts already. But just keep in mind, if you need to buy any other additional fonts for your jobs, then that is the responsibility of you. The thing I would say here, and again, we've covered this, I think I covered a long time ago, the, the, the thing about doing freelance work and having to buy software and hardware and all this equipment is it tends to get you in this mode of, oh, I want to do all these different services. That means I need to buy all this software. You know, and that's not always going to be the case. And I would say try and limit yourself to what you think you're really going to be doing. You know, when I first started out, I was like, oh man, I could do, you know, print design, I can do web design, I can do video stuff. So I needed all these tools. I needed the Creative Suite, I need Final Cut Pro, and I need this big bad computer that can that can handle all this stuff. I mean, really just you need to think seriously about what you're really going to be doing. Am I really just going to be doing some logo artwork? Am I really just going to do some simple web pages? Then all you need is the bare essentials and you need to make sure that you prepare for that. Unless you have the money. If you have the money to go out and blow on this stuff and you want to get all the latest and greatest tools, then go ahead and do that. But, you know, keep in mind that this is a side job thing. You're probably not going to make a whole lot of money doing it. So you don't want to just go ahead and blow a whole bunch of money on stuff that you might not even be using that much. So um, again, I would say 
take a hard look at what you're probably going to be doing. Uh, just get the bare essentials for what you need. I mean, you, d you definitely don't want to skimp on your computer. That's probably the one place where you might want to throw extra money into it. And, uh, you know, it just it's, it's at your own discretion. You really need to decide for yourself what's the best course there. Now, talking about businesses again, you can actually try and get uh, a business credit card or something like that if you think that's the right way to go. I would advise against that. I would try and build myself up through the payments that I get through this thing and then start pouring it into my business. Uh, I actually went the other way and spent some money and now still owe some money. And it's not really the best way to go about it, in my opinion, unless this is going to be what you do, unless you're going to be a freelancer and you're not going to have a, another job. Um, if this is the way you pay the bills, then you're going to want to put the money into it and you might need to get some credit and do it that way. But I would advise against that, especially if you're just doing something on the side, you know, little side jobs in addition to a regular full-time job. But definitely things you need to, to think about with the, uh, the tools, the hardware and software. Um, next is the bookkeeping. And this is a very important one. Um, you need to make sure that you keep track of everything that's going on. And by that, I mean... You know, any expenditures that you have, uh, any, anything, you know, if you're going to take out a client to dinner to talk about the project that you're going to work on, you can write that off. Uh, if you spend money on software or hardware, you can write that off. If you spend money on books or something like lynda.com or you're training yourself to be better at, at what you do for your business, you can write that off. So there's all types of things here. Um, the gas that you use to go meet the client. Um, you know, if you use something like GoToMeeting, of course, you'd be able to write that off as well. So you need to keep track of all these things. Keep all your receipts for everything. Because at the end of the year, you're going to need that. You're going to be able to... Um, you know, add that stuff in on your taxes and hopefully get a nice return because you've put money into your business and possibly may not have made very much. The first couple of years I was freelancing, I made almost nothing and I spent a bunch. So it actually gave me some nice returns just because I was actually losing money on my business. So it was nice, but it was also not nice. Um, on that topic of taxes, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, if you can afford it, have somebody do your taxes because they will make sure that you get every single thing in there and that you get all the returns that, that you're, that you should get, that you can write off everything that you should write off and, and that everything coming back to you comes back to you. If you can't do that, there are some nice solutions out there as far as the, uh, turbo tax, things like that. I actually used that for the first time this last year and they have a nice, um, business plugin that you can get for that as well. And it goes through and it, it has, at different categories, and it lets you list, you know, the different expenditures that you had, and it calculates it all for you, and make sure that you get those returns as well, and it works pretty well. So again, um, like I said, you you don't need a, a separate business tax ID. You can you do it all under your own social security number. So in addition to putting in your your W twos for your regular job, you will also, you know, if you work a certain amount for somebody for a business, they're probably going to claim it on their taxes as well, which at that point you can't not claim it because it's, it's in the system now. You need to claim it. You need to claim everything anyways, but it, let's say you only made, you did a couple of jobs, you only made $100 in a whole year. You obviously don't need to claim that. I don't, I don't remember what the total is, but there's a, a certain amount of money where if you don't make this much per year, um, then you don't really need to claim it. But if you make a significant amount, 
say like 500 bucks or something. Like I said, I don't remember what the amount is. But if you make a significant amount, you need to claim it. Now, if you work a significant amount for one business and they claim you, they're going to have a form for you, kind of like a W2, where it says, we paid them this much this year. So you get that and you attach that in there as well. And that helps you fill out your tax forms or it's something that you can give to your tax guy. And uh, so... Basically, I mean, you're just, it's almost like you have a second job and you're putting in the forms for this and you're claiming extra money for this second job of yours. And uh, that's how that works. So really not too complicated. You just add it in with your own taxes. So I'm just trying to think if I forgot anything that goes into this. Um, I, I think all in all, just to kind of reiterate though, if you're doing any kind of jobs at all, whether it be for your neighbor or, you know, somebody you know well, somebody you're related to, you once you initiate that project, you start doing work, you're doing professional work, you are a business, you own a business, um, even if you're just working under your own name, it's still considered a business and, and you, again, should should treat it as though it were a business, even if you think it's not. And you need to follow the, the steps every time. You know, you need to make things uh, professional and make them um, follow a certain set of rules so that you know the outcome is going to be good every time. You want to make sure that, you know, A, you get paid, um, or maybe A should be that the customer is satisfied, and B is that you get paid, or maybe it's A1 and A2. Whatever the case, um, you want you want to make sure that you're doing your name justice. This is all under your name. You want to make sure that the job is well done, that is done to the best of your ability, and that um, because of that, they pay you, and maybe perhaps they want to come back and do more work work with you after that. Uh, I think the a, a big pitfall that 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 can come up is the fact that you have that full time job, and sometimes it gets busier. And sometimes it's hard to say no to freelance projects, especially if it's somebody that you've worked for already and you want them to keep coming back for more work and they want to give you more work, but you don't really have the time to do it. You need to make sure that you you uh, really schedule yourself well so that you don't end up either missing a deadline or you know making the work kind of half-assed because you didn't have enough time to devote to it, but you still took the job anyways. You, you got to make sure that those things don't happen because that's just going to, again, make you look bad and potentially make a, a great client go somewhere else. So uh, that was definitely one that I missed there is, is scheduling things. And I've talked about that a lot too, because you know my plate is pretty full at times. Um, I work a full-time job, of course, and I do some freelancing, although at the at the current time, I'm not doing any freelancing, but at times I do. And then I do these two podcasts and, and sometimes it gets pretty hectic. You know, there's just too, too much to do in addition to actually trying to have a life also. And let's remember that. I mean, our life isn't all about design. So don't, don't fill up all the hours of your life with design. You need some off time too. You need some time to relax and not think about this kind of stuff. But uh, definitely make sure that you have enough time. So if you accept that project, that you make sure that you have ample time to get it done in the correct way, following all the steps, not skipping anything, not skipping out on anything, um, not doing things you know at the last minute instead of having the time to prepare and do things correctly. Just making sure that you do a, a good job on it so that everybody's happy in the end. Um, but other than that... Um, 
I, I think that it's absolutely a great thing, and I think everybody should get into it if they can, because it's a great learning process, especially if you're in school. And, you know, the thing to remember is that you just, you can't overpromise too much. You can't take a job that is going to require you to have skills that you don't have. Um, that's going to get you in a very bad position. You need to make sure that you can actually do the work that you're signing up to do. But it, then, you know, if that's the case and the person is okay, you know, they know that you're maybe still a student or just fresh out of school, if they're okay paying you to do this project for them, then it is great, a great, great thing. It's great experience for you. Um, it's, it'll be great experience in many different ways, not just in design, but also in, you know, like we said, customer service, um, uh, time management, um, bookkeeping, things of that nature. I mean, it's a great experience all around. And I think everybody, if they have the opportunity and the time to do it, they should definitely give it a shot here and there. And like we said, you don't have to technically own a business. You can just do it on the side. You can do one project a year if that's all you want to do. Um, but it, it'll be a great experience and you'll learn a lot from it. And uh, it's that real world experience that you don't really get in school. You know, you can do lots of things in school, you can learn lots of things, but you don't actually learn what happens when you get out there and actually start working for somebody. So I think it's a great idea. It's a great thing to do. I encourage it. But, you know, like I said, make sure you go through all the right steps, make sure everything's documented the way that it should be. Uh, make sure that you're accepting payments the right way, make sure that your software is all paid for so that you're legal, and make sure you claim it on your taxes if need be, if you make enough money to do so. And uh, if you do all those things, I think it, it can be a very, very good experience for you. Um, you know, even even if every once in a while things aren't going to go well, you're going to get a client that just doesn't like what you do or isn't happy with anything. <laughs> and those things are going to happen. That's, that's part of the learning experience as well. But I think all in all, it's going to be a great experience for you. And uh, definitely do it. So uh, for our website today, I've actually been building up a couple in the bullpen, although I've been a little busy lately. But one that I wanted to point out is it's called Work Awesome. And uh, I actually like the title. Um, this is one I just found, though, and it's another one from, uh, if you know, the Invato sites, which would be um, Freelance Switch, all the new uh, toots or tuts or whatever you call it. So like the PS toot, PSD toots, Illustrator toots, all those ones, they make all those too. Uh, it's just another one. It's got like everyday tips for um, working. And it's not necessarily related to design. It's just... Des related to work in general. This one just started out. They don't have a whole lot of entries in there, but uh, it looks like it might be a, a nice offering from them again. Um, they have some really great stuff on their website. So uh, check it out. It's Work Awesome, and that's at workawesome.com. So um, I guess we pretty much covered that topic. Hopefully, if you still have any questions about freelancing, I'd be more than happy to answer them. Uh, just send me an email at rdpodcast at Ricky, does, wait, rdpodcast at gmail.com. A little confused there. Rd as in Ricky Designer, rdpodcast at gmail.com. And you can send me any questions or thoughts you have about the show to that email address. Or you can go to um, rookiedesigner.com slash forum. Uh, I noticed, I said last time, I think that I noticed the forum is not getting much action lately. Um, so, I mean, there's still a lot of people up there that, that have some uh, good knowledge. So if you want to go up there and check it out, I definitely recommend that you do that. But uh, 
If you don't want to do that, then you can definitely just send me an email as well. Also, we have the new Facebook page, which I'll have the link up on the show notes at rookiedesigner.com. So you can go to that and throw something up on the wall there if you want to do that instead. That might be a better option at at the current time. And uh, I think that's basically it. Um, Thank you guys for listening, for tuning in, and for subscribing if you do so. Uh, Again, spread the word if you can, you know, put out some Twitter messages, whichever way you do it, you know, tell your, your classmates or your workmates about the, the podcast. If you think it's something they can use and, uh, I guess we'll talk to you next time. So just remember that everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star.